Okay, so we're learning Gaf Lamed Beis. Lamed Beis, we're going to pick up at the bottom of Lamed Beis and Medalef. So the mission has said, you're not allowed to cut a wick into two, because you're doing a tukun money, you're making two wicks. But Rabbi Yudha said, if you actually light it in the middle, and you separate it by lighting it, that's okay. So the question is why? What's the difference? Why is it that a knife, you can't do it, come attacking mana, because that's considered a tukun money, you're making a wick. But where now you come attacking money, even if you use a fire. So you're making a wick by burning it, what's the difference? So Tanya Rabbi Chia said, it doesn't mean that you're holding the wick in your hand and you burn it in the middle to separate it. That would be tukun mana. You're when it's in the mouth of two separate nairs. In other words, you take the wick and you put either end, one end in one nair, the other end in another nair, and you actually light it in the middle. So when you light it, you're lighting two nairs at the same time. It's naturally going to split apart. And therefore, it's not muchach milsa that you did a, a tukun mana. It has a tzura of a hadlaka saner, a hadlaka saner saneris, and therefore it's mutter. That's how Rashi explains it. Amrav Nasan Bar Abba, Amrav Mochlinus Apsila, Biamter, Yaladabi Mochit Apsila. What does it mean to be Mochit Apsila? My Mochit, what does it mean? Amrav Chanina Bar Shamaya, it means to remove the black. So Rashi explains very often at the top of a wick, when it burns for a while, you get a little bit of black soot. It sits there on the wick, and it it diminishes the light of the flame. So you knock that off, and then it burns bright. So you're allowed to remove that black part on top of the flame. Tani Bar Kapara, Shisha Dvarim Namu Vipsila. There's six things, six halachas that were said about a psila, about a wick. Shleisha lahachmir, shleisha lahakel. There's three kulas and three chumers. What are the three chumers? Lahachmir. The chumers are, number one, in gaidin aisalach atchila. You're not allowed to braid it. In other words, to twist together a wick, after you make a wick, you twist together many strands of fiber. You're not allowed to do that. Lachachila nyamtiv. Tatukanmana. Vein mahava vein aisabur. You're not allowed to singe it in fire. That was the way you used to prepare a wick for adlakas neiris, like it says in Mishnah and Shabbos. You're not allowed to do that in Yamtiv. It's a tukun mana when you singe it uh, and then extinguish it right away to make it easy to light. That's a tukun mana. And you also can't cut it into two. You're making two wicks. Lahakel, then just three things. Lakula. You can crush it. You can press it together with your hand. In other words, to make it somehow into a better wick using your hand, just sort of pressing it together using force and not actually twisting anything together. Rashi says that's kilacharyad, and that's okay. Vishar and you can soak it in oil so it soaks up the shemen so it should burn well. And you could cut it using fire when it's in the mouth of Tuneris, so actually it looks like you're being madlik and not like you're cutting it. And since it's ambucha the tikkunmana, so the rabbanan armatir. Rav Nasan Bar Abba said another halacha. Atirei Bavel, the wealthy people of Bavel, Yarde Gehenim Hain. They're going to go to Gehenim. Why are they going to go to Gehenim? Kihad the Shabtai Bamrinus, like that story that happened with Shabtai Bamrinus. It's because of things like this that they're going to go to Gehenim. What's the story? Equal to Bavel, he came to Bavel. And he needed a Parnasa. He asked for them. Iska, Iska was a uh, as arrangement used to have. Somebody would take someone else's merchandise and sell it, and they would share the profits. So he asked for them. Some business, uh, some merchandise to sell. Well, they wouldn't give him. No one, in other words, would help him with his parnasa. Mezaini, he asked for pashat food. Mezanami, lazy they didn't give him food either. So basically, somebody came and they didn't take care to ensure his parnasa. Amar, he said, Hani These people, they not, they're not descended from Avni Tzvi Yaakov. They must descend from the Erev Rav from the Mitzrim. How does he know? The Chivit says, Vinasan l'charachamim v'richamcha. The Rabbi Yishlam gives you rachamim. And he'll have a merachim on you. And we say, call a merachim, all the briyais, merach, b'yadua shumizar shlav ramavinu. Because of this bracha, if a yid is endowed naturally with rachmanis, anybody who's merachim, he has that midah of rachmanis, we can tell, we can know for sure that he's mizar shlav ramavinu, he's a descendant of rachmanis. If somebody's not merachim, b'yadua shayno mizar shlav ramavinu. It's a gift, it's a natural gift, it's in the Jewish DNA. 
and uh, and these people didn't have it. If anybody is mitzapa, he's looking, he's hoping, in other words, he's dependent upon someone else's table, meaning to say he has no food to support himself, he needs other people, and he's reliant on other people, he's completely dependent. The world is, is dark for him. Like it says in the Pasuk, he's wandering, wandering where is his bread going to be? He knows, or he knew, that it's ready for him a, a black day. In other words, that's not a, that's not a way to live. And his life, the little life that he has is not even life. It's, you know, there's a lot of darkness and the life that he has is, it's, it's not a life to live. The Gemara brings a price on this note that there's three, that it's like a life that's not really a life worth living. And usually three of them, he's dependent on somebody else's table for food. Somebody whose wife rules over him, a controlling wife. Somebody whose body is racked with uh, Yisur. Even a person who has only one chaluk, one undergarment. And in the olden days, you have one undergarment and you can't launder it because you're always wearing it. You're going to be uh, plagued with lice. And that sire of the lice is uh, is chayav enum chayim. Now, why didn't the Tanakama mention that as well? The Tanakama, he doesn't mention it because because even though you have lice, you could be ma'ayin, you could look, you could remove them one by one. So even though you have lice, there's a way to deal with that problem. As opposed to the other three problems, you can't really find a solution for them. It says the Mishnah, you're not allowed to break cheres, you're not allowed to cut paper, to roast on top of it salty fish. Rashi explains that, you know, unlike meat, fish cooks very quickly, and when you uh, when you roast it, it would burn. So what they would do is they would put a little piece of cheres or a piece of paper between it, not not paper like our paper that would burn, but some kind of a paper of the olden days, and that would uh, protect it. So in this process, you're making a kli, breaking a cheres to put under the food to roast, cutting the paper is considered a tikkun mana, and it's also vein garfintan or vikiram. You're not allowed to sweep out an oven or a kirayim. What are you sweeping it out from? Actually, you're sweeping it out from the, the lining, the insulation, if it caved in and you have a little bit in the oven, you're not allowed to remove that. Rashi says that's a form of tikkun mana. It's like a tikkun mana in the whole oven. But you can just sort of press it down. If you have a or offer in the oven and it's going to ruin the food, the food's going to touch it and it's going to you know spoil the food, so you can press it down. Now, you're not allowed to put together two barrels, to rest on top of them, when you want to bake, when you want to cook on top of a fire, so typically you have like kirayim, you have like grates, you put the food on, and if you don't have, so uh, a makeshift solution is you can bring two barrels together, and you put a pot in just above a little bit on one side and a little bit on the other side, and you light a fire below in the middle. So you're not allowed to do that. This has a tzura of a binyan. You have two walls, and you have a, a covering, an old in the top. That is a tzura of a binyan, and it's awesome in Rabbanan to do that. You're also not allowed to support a pot over a fire using a log. A log is not muktza. It's muchid for fire, though. In the Gemara, calls it lenidnu eitzim el la'asaka, right? Log, stam wood is for fire. And therefore, you're not allowed to use that wood to support your uh, pot. V'chein bedelas. Now, the words v'chein bedelas sounds like it can also... You can't support your pot on the door. It seems ridiculous. Who's going to support their pot on the door? So the one is going to explain. It means v'chein hadelas. You're also not going to hold open the door with the log. In other words, the log is muk, so you can't use it for supporting pots. You can't use it for holding open doors. You're not allowed to lead an animal using a stick on yamtov. Again, the stick is meant for chayyah. The pshat is like we said before. The stick is meant for firewood. and he's matir. So chayyah he holds is not meant for firewood, and uh, or not only. 
exclusively meant for firewood, and you can use it for other things. We'll see in the Gemara that there might be another reason to ask it here as well. Now, says the Gemara, my time, why is it also to break the charis and to cut the niar, to put it under the food, the fish to roast? Because that's tikkunman, you're making a kind of a cleat. Vengarf in Tanner Vikram, you're not allowed to sweep out the Tanner and the Kirayim from the Tiach, from the line of the insulation that caves. Then Tanner of Chia, Bar Yasef, Commander of Nachman, so he taught that the Brisa says, but if it's so bad that you really cannot bake Elium Kengarf unless you sweep it out, then it's Mutter. So, in as much as it's a luxury and it's unnecessary, you can't do it, but in as much as you Mamish can't bake, then it's considered Eichel Nafesh and it's Mutter. The Visu Javchia Nafa La Aricha Bitanura Biyumatama, the wife of, um, of Rabbi Chia, she had a brick fall into her oven. Now, Amrullah Rabbi Chia, so Rabbi Chia said to her, Fazi, look, I want good bread, I need good bread, I need bread that is not going to be ruined by this brick. If it's going to touch it, it's going to you know, turn black or get ashy or whatever. And basically, he's telling her to sweep it out. Amr Rav the Shami, Rav told his Shamish, Tavi li roast me a goose, be careful it shouldn't burn, it shouldn't get come in contact with any coals, any bricks that are burning. So again, it's okay to remove these things. Amr Rav Yavina Ravashi. Ravina said to Ravashi, Amr Lan Ravacha from Hutzel said to us, Demar, that you, the master of Ashi, Sharki and Tanura, they seal your oven, Yumatafa. And how do you seal an oven? In the olden days, the oven was sometimes not sealed properly. You, know, you close the door, today you have a gasket there that seals it nicely. In the olden days, you didn't have that. So what they would do is they would mix together like water and an offer, make like a, like a mud, and they would actually, you know, plug the hole up, the, the opening up that way. That's called to seal an oven. Now the Shaila is when you do that, when you mix the offer and the Mayim, that's the Malach of Elisha, and it's us, even on Yamtev, it's us to be lush. So how is that Mutta? That was his question. How can they seal your oven? Amr he told them they don't do Elisha. Anan, Arak, the Parasamachina, and we're so mech, we rely upon, we're near the banks of the river Paras, and right there you have naturally, uh, naturally created mud in the ground, you have water, and it's wet from, the water wets the sand, and we take from there, and that's what we use. We don't have to do the Malacha. But there's other Shailas of Chayif, or the Shailas of Muktza, of Animili, so it's only giving Mutter, who did Tzayra, and he asked, it's only if he, he was with Tzayra, he gathered it together, he rounded it up yesterday. So since he got it all together yesterday, so he doesn't have to do anything now, it's just basically taking it and putting it in, and that's fine. Amr Avina, and Rina says, Vikitma, Shari, and ashes is mutter. So what does he mean, and ashes is mutter? Rashi says, to mix ashes and water, that's not really called Malisha, and that's okay. Taisa says, if you get involved in the study of Lisha, it's a famous Taisa, Taisa says, if you mix ashes and water, it's much worse of a form of Lisha, and it can't be what the Gemara means. The Gemara means that you're just mixing, you're putting in the ashes dry, or also if you had ashes and water mixed from before Yamta. But to mix ashes and water, according to Taisa, is Asr, Mokheshish for that Chita, in Hosea Shabbat. It says in Megumar, You're not allowed to put together, to bring near two Chavias, to rest on top of them a pot over the fire. Amr Nachman, Rav Nachman says, Stones of the bathroom. He means the stones that you want to create a kind of a seat to sit on, to use as a basic Kisei. You're allowed to be metzad of them. In other words, you're allowed to put them in the right place, move them into the right position so that you can sit on top of them, and that will be your toilet. The Mishnah says, You're not to put together two chavias to rest on top of the makadera. So here, what are you doing? You're putting together stones on either side. You're going to sit, you know, either leg on one of the stones, and you yourself sitting on the top. So what's the difference to arrange the two chavias and to arrange the two stones? Armalei said, "There's a difference. Shiny from there, it's different. Because there, you're making the oil as well. There, you're putting the two chavias and you're putting a kadera on top. That's the problem. That complete." 
tsura of two side walls and something on the top. But here, you're putting two stones, stones on the sides, but there's nothing on top. You're sitting there. That's not part of the oh, You're not bottle. You're not becoming an oil. And therefore, it's mutter. Amali Rabba Zutra Vashi. Rabba Zutra said, Javashi, Elamiyata, if that's true, so then, when you build an itztubah, it's like a stone uh, bench, a stone, uh, you know, sitting stool. He didn't make an ayal. It doesn't have a cover. You're not allowed to make an itztubah. It's so posh that you're not allowed to make a stone. So he was asking, obviously you can't make a stone uh, a stone bench. So what's the difference to make a stone bench and to make uh, a base akise? Armalei said there's a difference. There it's like this. The tire asked you to make a binyan kava. If you're making this stone uh, structure to sit on for permanent use, that's going to be Mamish Binyan. Binyan Arai, but when you're only doing it temporarily, putting together stones, Arai, Lei Asrita, the Torah didn't answer that. So now, the Rabbanin came along and answered it, Rabbaz Rabbanin, Abinyan Arai, Mishum Binyan Kva. The Rabbanin were guys, you can't make a Binyan Arai because of a Binyan Kva. So yes, you're not allowed to make an Itztuba, but the reason why you're not allowed to make an Itztuba, if your intention is only to use it for a very short time, is an Isid Rabbanin, Agzeyu Atu Abinyan Kva. But in the case of the Avanim, for the basic he said, Mishum Kvaidu, because of Kavad Vriyas, he needs to go. He needs something to sit on, so therefore, like Gazu Rabbanin, the Rabbanin were not guys. So it's Mavuin, it's Gemara, that there is an Isid Rabbanin to be Mitzadid Avanim of the base uh, Kisei. The Biyalacha discusses exactly why this is true.